0: how are you? These are crazy times and I think of you each and every day and wonder if you're open, if you're trading, how you're coping with your team. All things are crazy but I'm I'm pleased to see that I think we're coming out the other end. Um, salons are starting to open, we are hoping to be able to open again in New Zealand. Australia, uh, it's half and half, half are open, half are not but slowly people are climbing back on the horse. I know some countries, the US, you guys probably have a little bit longer to go but you're different every state so the, the industry's still in flux but i want to encourage you that uh, as you step into the next phase to look up and look forward don't buy into uh <laughs> i wanted to say don't buy into the bullshit, and i mean it um do you know i mean things are tough and, and things are different and we do need to find a new normal but i want you to hold on to hope And remember that as we, quote unquote, go into a recession, you don't need to buy into it. 2008, the GFC, um, my salon grew by 20%. It was our biggest growth in one year. It was a leap. It was a real step up. And uh, this was supposedly supposed to be the recession. Well, it was the recession. And we were supposed to not grow, but we did. And uh, we doubled down on what we did well uh, we doubled down on caring for people we doubled down on doing great here and uh, we pulled together as a team and as a result the numbers are just the barometer they're the dashboard of if you're doing a good work uh, good job and serving people well so i just want to encourage you as we go into this awesome episode with a good friend of mine daniella as we go into that to remember you don't have to buy the bullshit and you can step over and above and actually it starts with a decision and it starts with a decision in your mind to step up and and not down so Today, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, Daniela. Do you know there is a delicate balance? Do you know you want to increase your sell on all your spas retail sales, but you don't want to be pushy or sound too salesy to your clients either. I get it. You know, you want to push your team or lead your team to do retail sales, do good retail sales, but they struggle with what to say, and what to sell and their own money blocks. Uh, I know the struggle. Sometimes it feels like it's an upward struggle to increase retail sales. You tell your team, you ask your team, you teach your team, you incentivize your team. And for some, there's no change. So in this episode, I'm chatting with Daniella. Now she's a spa marketing and retail strategist who's going to chat with us today about how to increase retail sales without coming across pushy. We'll also go over some of the top tips on how to help your team become comfortable with this concept of selling selling retail and smashing sales for your salon. I know you're going to love this episode. Daniela has been a guest inside of my salon owners program. She's super smart and articulate. Let's meet Daniela. Hey, Danielle, Thank you for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you back. Well, I'm so excited to be here. So for those that don't know you, haven't met you before, will you tell us who are you, where are you in the world, and how did you get to be doing what you do?
1: Yeah, so my name's Daniela Warner. I'm a spa marketing and retail sales strategist for estheticians and also the host of the Spa Marketing Made Easy podcast. How did I get here? Well, I've been in the industry for about 13 years now. I was practicing as an esthetician, mostly in a medical environment. And then I met my husband who's active duty military and moves all the time. And we've moved seven times in the past six years. And so, when that became my life, I said, All right, how am I going to stay in this field that I love so much, um, but be able to be location independent? So, I started a consulting company, started working with the physician dispensed skincare brands. And then, when I started my family, I didn't want to travel as much. And so, I really switched into uh, the online world of working with estheticians and small business owners, helping them scale their businesses.
0: It's awesome. I love that. And you've been a guest here before, so I'm really pleased to have you back. But your area of expertise, really, uh, well, one of them is around uh, the, the home care regime and selling retail to uh, to clients. And I know this is a challenge sometimes for salons, uh, for salon owners, for the team, and educating them. So I'm really excited that you're coming to bring some of your wisdom to us. So. Let's just dive right in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, where does it start? It really starts with what products do we choose? How do we make a good choice about what uh, brand yes. do we align with?
1: I think that that's one of the, the biggest mistakes that estheticians or salon owners or beauty therapists, what, whatever you identify as, that's one of the biggest mistakes that are made is if you have, you know, you hear a lot about, like, finding your niche and really niching down if you're a wax specialist, and then you're carrying all these anti-aging products, there's gonna be a disconnect with your client. Um, If you're a lash artist, if you're a microblader, like whatever your specialty is, you wanna make sure that the products that you're carrying are aligned with the services that you're offering. And when I work with clients, that's one of the first things that we do is look at, all right, like, let's look at your services And what are your top services? What's bringing you in the most revenue? And then do you have the products to align with that? So to go back to the wax example, if you're a wax specialist, most of your money is made from Brazilian waxing or underarm waxing or whatever you're doing, you want to make sure that you carry dry brushes, that you're carrying tweezers, that you're carrying uh, ingrown hair creams, that you're carrying body lotions and scrubs because these are the things that are going to be an easy sell and easy transition to add value to your client. So people often make the mistake of like, oh, well, if I'm waxing someone, I have time to talk to them about their skin. And yes, you do. And no, that's not bad, but the easier transition and the easier sale, the, the, the way that you're going to add the most value to that individual is by helping them with the service that they've already come in for. So I think that it's, number one, really important to know what your top services are and make sure that your products are aligned with those. And then number two, just make sure that you don't have duplicates. So there's so much money that gets tied up in inventory. And we know cash flow tends to be one of the biggest problems of any business owner, whatever industry you're in. So if you have retail sitting on the shelves that's not moving in that same month, you're, you have a huge opportunity cost sitting there of what could I be doing with that money if it weren't tied up in retail? And that can cause big problems. So I think step number one to retail success is really making sure that you have the right products for the services that you want and that you don't have duplicates.
0: Yeah. And and also, I guess it's really doubling down and aligning with your uh, area of expertise and really sending a message to your customer that this is what we, this is what we're experts at. This is what we do. And we do it all out. Mm-hmm. We go in depth and we've got all the things that you need because that's a really clear message to the marketplace that that's, that's how you get established as a right. expert.
1: Right. hundred percent. Yeah. One clear message. This is the. Vitamin C that we believe in this is the moisturizer for oily skin that we believe in. You don't want to have multiple choices because a confused mind always says no, right? So if they're having to make a choice and they're trying to understand about the different ingredients or or whatever it is, it there it's too much, you know, so we just want to have a clear message exactly like you said. yeah, yeah, okay. Um
0: you made a, a really interesting comment to me before about um eye level is bi level. I love the sound of that. Tell me about that.
1: <laughs> okay, so eye level is bi level. So knowing that um there's a quote by Jada De Laurentis. She's one of my favorite celebrity chefs here in the US. I'm sure she's known around the world, but she says, You eat with your eyes first. And when a client is walking into our spa they're going however your displays are set up whatever you have at that eye level that needs to be your winners so i think a lot of people think oh well if it's not selling well then i put it there and it's actually completely the opposite the things that are selling the best need to be properly displayed at that eye level because that's where you're going to get the most attention and most purchase Um, The other thing that I want to add on about displays, well, actually I have two more things. Displays should be 80% product, 20% shelf talkers. That's a really important metric in visually setting up your display. So if you have like a bookcase or some type of thing that your products are on, you want to balance it out to where it's that 80-20. And then you absolutely want to have testers. So I know that there's this like, ah, should I lock up my products behind a glass wall or should I, you know, like I'm worried about people stealing them or all these, these fears come up. Right. But the truth is you will sell about 25% more product. If you actually have testers out so that your clients can touch and feel and experience that product. And, If you're worried, if you're really that worried about product theft, then just have the tester out and have empty boxes behind it. You know, if it's at that level, I honestly don't think that it's that necessary. I think that we have to trust in people. And yes, on occasion, you will get a product stolen here or there, but the actual increase in your retail sales based on the fact of having those testers will more than Accommodate for not having testers at all.
0: Uh, I agree with that We're multisensory people. Our consumers are multisensory. They need to touch it, feel it, smell it, engage in
1: it, hold it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: And I, I just love those things, like the science behind uh, things being at eye level versus up and down. And I know that uh, in my early days, I did a, a retailing course actually, and I, the example was the supermarket. And the science that goes behind how they lay out mm-hmm. food and where they place it and the price that people charge to be have certain placements is just mind boggling. Yeah. So, that's just taking a little bit of that science and putting it onto our own retail shelves.
1: And there's even more, there's some pretty big skincare companies that have done studies on this as well. And they will tell you that the magic number is to have groupings of three or five. So I have no idea why I have no (laughs) idea just trust me on it but if you do groupings of three or five products then that seems to increase the sales as well.
0: So as in three products in a row or three or five deep or deep or both a deep yeah yeah okay good
1: yep the depth of that I love that yeah i love it (laughs) there was one other tip that i wanted to add that's okay so one thing that i find with um beauty therapists and estheticians and salon owners there tends to be this culture of if i can sell one product every time then i'm good right like it's this focus of like all right how can i just sell one product and i actually believe the polar opposite of that i think that you need to be comfortable making the entire recommendation all at once and for me you know i i don't like to be pushy or salesy and i feel like we have a very special relationship with our clients we're wanting they're coming to us talking about their vulnerabilities the things that they don't like on their skin so we want to make sure that we're honoring that relationship and and really being mindful because it is a, a very close relationship that we have. And when you're recommending one product every month when they come in, it's almost like, why didn't you just tell me that in the first place? If that's going to help me get to my skincare goal faster, why did why wouldn't you, why would you keep that information from me? I'm coming to you as my skincare specialist and so i'm a big believer of recommending the entire home care line from the first visit will they buy it most of i mean for me most of the time they do it's all in the patient communication but at least they know the information and then if they purchase it great then you don't need to recommend anything the next time they come in but if they don't or if they purchased a few of the products then the next time they come in, you know that you're going to recommend the ones that they didn't purchase. So it just creates this very clear communication. And um, I don't know if anyone listening has read Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. We just finished that in our book club, and it's such a good book. Um, but she says in there, clarity is kindness, and I think that for me, that's such an important thing to to think about with. Our friends, with our family, with our clients, with our team, clarity is kindness. We need to be very clear about here's the best path forward to help you reach your skincare goals.
0: I really love that because, you know, if you went to the doctor with an ailment and they just recommended you one solution, (laughs) one pot of pills per visit, it would not make sense. You would not get better. Right. So, um, yeah I love that thinking, and in fact we put the when we do that we put the responsibility back onto the client on how they want to engage with that because we've been transparent we've given them all the love and the care by telling them what they need now it's up to them right. when they want, at what pace they want to take it, whether they want to take it all today or whether they want to buy one a month that's their responsibility, and we can support them whatever they decide to do, but you've done your job by recommending 100%. The whole thing. yeah and
1: we've we've got to show up and And I think that we as providers feel nervous about like, oh, they're going to think I'm trying to sell to them. We are in an industry where these people want our, they want what's in our brain. They want to know like, what is going to make me look and feel my best? And it's our job to do that. And then just like you said, like they decide the ball's in their court. We're not pushing them. We're just saying, this is what's going to be the best thing, you know? You decide or not, but this is what it is. This is what's going to get you there the fastest.
0: I think it's more empowering for us to be the information providers and then take the responsibility. We don't have to hold the weight of that or prejudge whether or not they can afford it or whether they need it or how much shampoo they have or care, skin care they have in their bathroom and when they're going to run out of it next. That's the client's responsibility. Um, and we can help them discover that. But I think we put too much pressure on ourselves sometimes, trying yeah. not to be too pushy.
1: <laughs> right, and we think that if they say no, they're saying no to us, Yeah, and they're not. It's, it's their own personal choice, and it's either we haven't done a good enough job of communicating and educating them on the value, or they have something completely different going on that's none of our business right? It has nothing to do with you. It's if you show up and you provide the information that you're requested, then you've done your job and it's all on them. And we can take that pressure off of ourselves of, Oh, did they think I was being pushy or salesy? Or did they think this? No. No. You know, we all have our own stuff going on. We all, I I love to say we're not our patient's financial advisor. We're not their accountant. We are their skincare specialist. And so it's our job to share what is going to help them get to their skincare goals.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All, said.
1: Mm-hmm. all right. Very good. I hope that there are
0: some, although I know there are some great tips in there for uh, sharing with our clients, but also our team. Any thoughts on how we can um, communicate these types of tips and tricks to our team? Because I know that as as owners, sometimes we know the most, and the hardest thing is communicating or getting that message across to our team. Any thoughts? Any final thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a big subject, but um, I think that with your team. And really kind of sharing that perspective, getting them to feel comfortable selling. There's really three main reasons why your team is not comfortable selling. So number one, either they're not believing in the product line. So maybe they don't have enough education. Like how are you supposed to sell something you don't believe, right? So they either need to understand on a deep level what that product is. That's why I, I think that all like, To the best of our ability as salon owners, we need to be allowing our team to use the products, to feel the products, to have the reps like provide. I mean, we can't obviously take it out of all of our own pocket, but like working with the reps to let our team actually use them so they can have their personal experience with it. Um, So getting them to believe is issue number one, because if they don't believe in it, they're not going to sell it. Um, Issue number two is straight up communication right so they understand it in their mind they're not able to communicate it verbally and this is something that's really interesting to me do you speak another language or are you just speaking i i I used i used to when i was young so you know when you're learning another language you can understand before you can speak right so i took italian for five years at university i was married to an italian for nine years we spoke Italian at home. We had the Rye International, all those things. I understood everything. When I went to speak Italian, I spoke like I was like a 12 year old, you know, like, mm. cause I could, I can speak, but not at the same level. And that's because our brain uses two different parts for one for comprehension and one for communication. And so your team, your statisticians, they can know everything about this product and the science and have it just so clear they get it they believe in it but when they speak it comes out sounding crazy and it just does not resonate and there's there's a difference too with how the product reps are training us because we as estheticians we care about the science we get really like nerdy into all these ingredients what our clients want to know is what is this going to do for me? How is this going to benefit my skin? Why should I purchase this product, right? They don't want to hear about the fibroblast and all the peptides and all that. like Some people do, it's important that you know that, but they, at the end of the day, why am I going to spend my hard-earned money on this product? What is it going to do for me? So for our team, we've got to train our team to really communicate in that way. Remember who you're speaking to that, hey, I am I need to share with my client, this is an amazing product because of X, Y, Z, and here's why it's beneficial to you. So that's the, the next thing. The final reason that teams, in my opinion, have trouble selling product is because of self-worth issues. So mm-hmm. estheticians, I feel, have major, major... I don't know how it is where you are, but here like because we go to beauty school, it's almost looked at as like less than than college for whatever reason, even though I know tons of multi six and seven figure spa owners that are just like super smart and killing it. And they never went to college, you know, like it's not like you have to have these fancy letters after we do have letters after our name, but it's not <laughs> like we have to have, you know, these fancy letters to be making all this money. But in here in the in the States, it's like Very, it's almost looked at as you're not smart enough, and it's looked at as this hobby business. When are you going to get a real job, kind of thing? And I think that that's very devaluing and demotivating to these individuals who are doing incredibly important work. Because the work that we do, we're we are helping individuals look and feel their best. We're selling confidence, right? If you can give a mom of four an hour to herself, to just breathe she's going to be a better mom a better wife a better friend you know that so it's so much more than just like exfoliating right and if you can give someone confidence that they're not worried about their acne and so now they're going to go after that promotion or go after whatever it is it's that is life-changing And so I think that really communicating with your team that, Hey, the work that you're doing is important and has value and you should really believe in yourself and what you're doing because this is changing the lives of these people. And so really communicating on that level with them. And I think that the easiest way to do that is through reviews and sharing wins and acknowledging people. But That really helps. And how that ties into retail is I think everyone believes like if you're going to come and get a treatment from us at the spa, that's great. But if you're going to get a treatment from us at the spa and then use high quality home care, you're going to get a much better result, much better. Right. So it's just like I actually position retail as more important than the treatments and I'll have my clients if they come in for a consult, if you can't afford if you can only afford one thing, I want you to start on this home care regimen. Let's get your skin doing better like this, because this is what you're going to do every day. You know, Mm. so I think communicating on that level with your team can really help them. And that not only builds a stronger company culture, but will provide better results for your clients as well. And make you more yeah.
0: <laughs> Of course. <laughs> um, the self-worth one is so hard, isn't it? It really can be a block uh, for so many people. But I think the success is to remove the emphasis off the team member, the person who has the low self-worth, and on to giving the value to the customer and actually make it about them. Because then yeah. it's not about the employee. It's about the client. And uh, I think it's really the only way that I've seen it uh, transform to change the emphasis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That was amazing. Thank you so much <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, all right. You being a business owner yourself, please share with us what is a quote or a mantra or something that really, you know, leads you or guides you as a business owner.
1: Yeah. So I'm a big reader. I I read a book a month. Um That's my goal this year, which I used to read more, but now I'm like very pregnant and have a toddler. Um, and so I'm reading a book a month. And my quote, I'm going to choose from Brene Brown, because that's the book that I just finished. And I have it written right here. So she, it she says, if you're not in the arena, getting your ass kicked on occasion, I'm not interested or open to your feedback. And that for me is really, really important. And the reason that I wanted to share that on this podcast is because so many estheticians and salon owners are afraid to put themselves out there. They don't want to go on social media. They don't want to go on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or even post pictures of themselves. And the real reason is because they're afraid of judgment. Mm-hmm. What is someone going to say about me? What is someone going to um, think? Who am I to be doing this? All these like stories and beliefs that come up. But the reality is like anything worth doing, you know, all the good stuff. It happens when you step outside of your comfort zone. And so that quote for me really resonated so much because it's like, you know what, if you're not out there trying, if you're not out there pushing to be the best version of yourself, I don't care what you have to say. You know, you're being in your little safe hole. And so it doesn't, I'm not going to include your feedback in anything that I'm doing. And so I really hope that other estheticians and business owners can, it's not easy. And like, you do care, you know, like if you get a negative comment or negative review, it's like, ah, you know, you go through this like mental breakdown, but it gets easier and easier and easier when you just keep telling yourself like, hey, I'm not interested in the opinions of other people who are not putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on the people that I am helping. And that's it. What I really like
0: about that one is that it gives you permission to go out there and have your ass kicked. I think it said quite eloquently. It's like it doesn't matter how successful you are; you will still that will still happen to you, and that's just part of the growth.
1: Oh yeah, path. yeah, hundred <laughs>
0: percent. We can't beat ourselves up about it. <laughs> All right, uh, I feel like you've shared a book with us already. Well, yeah. book, you know, like this, dare, this is a good I
1: have another one too. If you, well, I have like hundreds of Please, books. yeah. <laughs> but, um our next one that we're reading is called The Compound Effect. It's by Darren Hardy. Um, so I've just started it. This is what it looks like. Um, have you read it? Have you heard about it?
0: No, no, so that's a new one to me.
1: A lot of entrepreneurs have been reading this and been talking about it and um actually someone on my team was like, this is what we need for the next book club. And I was like, okay, awesome. So it's really about jumpstarting your income but also success in life and kind of finding that balance, um, which I don't believe there is a balance but really like that blend of how you make your work-life blend work for you. Um, So it really kind of covers all different aspects. So I'm hoping if it's bad, like, sorry. (laughs)
0: If I haven't read it yet,
1: then just read Dare to Lead. But (laughs) I'm excited about it.
0: It's awesome. All right. I know people are going to come want to find you, stalk you. Where can we stalk you, Danielle?
1: Uh, So I am on Instagram most of the time. So Instagram at Addo Aesthetics, A-D-D-O-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S. And also on Facebook, we have our Spa Marketing Made Easy Facebook group where I'm there all the time.
0: Awesome. All right. We will put all of that up on the show notes. Thank you so much for your time, your words of wisdom. I really appreciate uh, having you back. Thank you.
1: It's been a pleasure.
0: Okay, and that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Daniela, for joining us today and sharing your wonderful words of wisdom. Daniela has actually come into my Seller Mastery program and shared a whole masterclass on her wonderful tips that just seems to keep giving and keep giving and keep giving to the salon owners that implement it. So, thank you, Daniela. Okay, thanks for joining me today and I really look forward to tuning in with you again